Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, February 20th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very, very best to answer them here on the show. And today is a a special show, because I've got someone on the line right now, Mr. Jeff Snyder, one of the hosts of the Locked On Dodgers podcast. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you doing, Javi? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, Thanks for being on the show. So... As a Dodgers fan, just let's let's. I don't even know how to start this off because there's been so much talk about the Astros catastrophe, and there's been a lot of chirping from Dodgers players and Dodgers fans because of the World Series in 2017. So, what are your thoughts on this? Just uh, just to start things off. So, what do we have? Like three or four hours? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it's uh, my main thought as a baseball fan is that this all sucks. That that kind of the integrity of baseball is called into question. I mean, in my perfect world, I I wish that the Dodgers had lost the World Series fair and square. I mean, Mm. obviously, since they lost, I wish it had been fair and square. Obviously, I wish they had won the World Series. But it bums me out that it appears that the Astros cheated to win the World Series because the World Series is meaningful, not just to me as a Dodger fan, but as a baseball fan. It's very disheartening to me that... uh, that the team that won the World Series probably cheated to do it and... And then you add in just the way that it's all been mishandled or, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know for sure that Rob Manfred did the wrong things, mm. uh, but just he sure hasn't said the right things and hasn't been as transparent as he thinks he's being. And it's just a big mess is basically my overarching thought. I think that with Manfred, that's that's a good point about this because he had kind of a, I don't want to say a disastrous PR moment with his his speech and whatnot i think one of the biggest things people were upset about was his categorization of the trophy the world series trophy it just felt really like out of touch and i think people are annoyed by that but also on the other hand of things i think he's also just trying to do damage control and he doesn't want this to get out of hand with guys hitting other players and because that could get really dangerous and problematic fast and i'm certainly someone who i really hate unwritten rules in baseball i just think that they're they're antiquated and it's just kind of it's just like it feels just immature in a lot of ways but i have to admit i don't know if he's helping the cause when none of these guys are getting suspended yeah and and the problem is on one hand he's saying the punishment for the players is the fact that everybody knows what they did Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand he's saying but you can't do anything about it and i agree with you i'm not in favor of throwing at a guy even Alex Bregman doesn't deserve to have his career damaged or ended by injury, which could potentially happen, especially a guy like Alex Bregman, who so much of his body is his head. It's kind of a mixed signal that Manfred's sending, which is the punishment is everybody knowing what they did. But unless there's a logical next step, that's not actually punishment because we've seen that uh, the fact that everybody knows what they did hasn't hurt their pride or their egos. They still seem plenty confident and even defiant in the face of the facts. Right. So Us against the world type not, of thing. Yeah. And, and, but the fact is sometimes when the whole world's against you, it's because the whole world should be against you because you're a terrible person, you know? And so, yeah, it, it, Manfred saying the punishment is people knowing, but then saying, but you can't do anything about it. 
is definitely a mixed signal, and I don't know what the right signal is, uh, but I, I don't think he has handled that very well. Yeah, I think that this is – it's going to be one of those stories that – and I've mentioned this before on the podcast – that's going to – I'm not going to say overshadow the season, but definitely for the next – at least leading up to the season. I mean, spring training is going to be interesting. Like, I don't know – how baseball is going to manage this. I don't know how every, this is cause you know, when you have the whole, you know, beating other players and Nick Barcakis, I think got a little out of line yesterday by saying that these guys deserve to get beaten. When, when you have a situation like this, usually when there's fights and people are throwing at each other, it's like a personal, those two teams of a beef, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a division rivalry. It's pirates reds, you know, which was an incredible one last year. Right. But then yeah. this is a case where it's like 29 on one you know, everybody is going to be gunning for the Astros. And I think that everybody, it's easy to dog on Manfred. And I think it's very deserved in a lot of ways. But still, I think at one point, he's also just saying, this has gotten too far. And this is going to really impact the integrity of the game. And also, this is one of the first times in a while where I remember that the players are openly, just so openly, brazenly, against another team like this isn't just a thing where the fans are upset this is also a player driven movement yeah and you know and part of the big problem is and the astros got hit by 66 pitches last year when Mm -hmm. as far as we know nobody was really throwing at them on purpose and so i mean hit by pitches happen in baseball and the problem that manfred has opened himself and the league up to is how do you determine what's intentional and what's not it's since, since everybody knows hit-by-pitches happen, they can't just say, okay, everybody who hits an Astro with a pitch is suspended. That's not going to work. And so it's like, okay, if I want to hit Bregman with a pitch, all right, I'll start him off with the outside fastball and then a curveball, and then I'll you know, let one slip inside, you know, and then I'll have plausible deniability. There's no way to really enforce this unless somebody actually came out and just first pitch, drills in between the numbers, and then flips them off and says, that's for cheating. I don't think most pitchers are that stupid. And but yeah, like you said, the the whole league is against them. Everybody is fired up about this, and so uh, it doesn't mean everybody's going to want to throw at them. I think there's probably a lot of people who feel about the way you and I do that that hitting a guy with the pitch probably isn't even if it's just from a practical standpoint of knowing that then my teammates are going to get thrown at. You know, nobody's going to appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all to see three or four or seven. Pirates Reds types fiascos involving the Astros this year, just because, you know, if, if Bregman or Altuve gets hit in the first inning, well, then there's probably going to be six more hit by pitches that game, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's going to get ugly. For sure. I can imagine that the, the league is going to be telling all the umpires to really monitor this and make sure it doesn't get crazy. But the other problem is you don't want to have a situation where you just, not that I, I got to phrase this correctly. Because if somebody hits a Astros player and then the Astros aren't allowed to retaliate or vice versa, that's also a problem too. You don't want to get in a situation where you're allowing only one team to start something because because then it's just it's unfair and you're not giving teams a chance to fight back. That part of it, I've I've always hated that when umpires issue warnings after only one team made a strike because there was built up frustration beforehand. You just can't do that because then you're basically giving the other team a free like open season fire sale on the other team at least for a little bit when it comes to the Dodgers. I know Cody Bellinger has been really, been really outspoken about this whole thing. Where do you come down on the whole idea that 
Jose Altuve kind of stole the MVP MVP or just the idea that a lot of these guys might be overrated because of this whole thing? You know, it's hard to say. And that's for me, that's the biggest problem with all this is that we don't have any idea what the truth is. We mm-hmm. don't know if, if Jose Altuve deserved the MVP because we don't know who cheated. We do know that he had fewer trash can bangs than his teammates. We know that Carlos Correa says that Altuve didn't like the trash can bangs. Of course, we also know Correa lied about other things in that very same interview. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what to believe there. Uh, but even if you figure Altuve had about 40 trash can bangs during the season. So mm-hmm. even if Correa is being honest and every single time they banged the trash can, Altuve went in and yelled at them and told them to stop. And, and even if we're willing to buy the fact that it took 40 times for them to get the point, you still have the fact that other guys were on base when, when Altuve come up to play up to the plate because they cheated. And so, you know, Jose Altuve that year had 81 RBIs. If he had had 55 RBIs, would he still have won MVP? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that if he had, you know, he scored 112 runs, but some of those he was probably driven in by guys who knew what was coming. If he had driven in 60 runs and scored 90 runs, does he win the MVP? I don't know. So even if he individually didn't cheat, we have no way of knowing what the truth would have been if they had played fairly. And that's the biggest problem. And that's, that's why MLB needs to make sure this never happens again, because it does everything that happened in 2017 and 2018 and maybe 2019 involving the Astros is now questionable. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to get to is kind of the big, the big, one of the big questions, which is the whole stripping them of their title argument. But first I want to take a quick break and do another one of the fantasy minutes that I've been doing all week, just since we're on the subject of numbers and whatnot. So let's, let's talk about the fancy angles of things for today on the fantasy minute brought to you by Lee commish. We're talking Francisco Mejia. Yes. The Padres catcher that you probably haven't heard of. If you're not a Padres fan in my many years of playing fantasy baseball, I absolutely hate paying a premium for catcher. Sure. It feels nice to have one of the two or three elite options, but it never actually feels worth it. I guess to, to put it simply, I'd rather have the ninth or 10th best, 10th best outfielder, for example, than the number one catcher, barring some extraordinary circumstances like, say, uh, 2009 MVP Joe Maurer. So with that being said, I highly recommend holding off on catcher and checking out Francesco Mejia in the later rounds. At times last year, he looked outright lost at the plate, but he showed some improvement in the latter months. Reading just a segment from Gaslight Ball, from August to the end of September, Mejia slashed 333, 376, 563, and hit four homers, seven extra base hits, and scored 14 runs across 31 games in 93 plate appearances. He still struck out 20 times in that span, but that was actually at a reduced rate, albeit slightly, from what he'd done prior to August. Just as importantly, Mejia also displayed some improvements behind behind the plate, likely because his improved bat allowed the team to play Mejia at catcher more often. He may not be as defensively talented as Austin Hedges, but that guy couldn't hit a ball if he had Reinhardt's axe from Overwatch. He batted 179 last season. So with an improved Padres lineup, I'm expecting him here to drive in plenty of runs and be a solid addition to your fantasy team, considering how low of a price you'll have to pay to draft him. And that's your Fantasy Minute brought to you by Lee Kamish for Thursday, February 20th. What are you doing for the game? A universal question. Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person, We all have our place in the sports world. 
The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as signing up with your preferences. You get matched and approved of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commission by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering in the code Locked On in the referred by section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at LeagueCommission.com. All right, now we're back, everyone, here on the Locked On Padres podcast talking Astros tragedy and foils and all the, the, the awful things that have happened because of this. I'm joined by Jeff Snyder, one of the hosts of the Locked On or one of the well hold on one of the hosts of the lockdown dodgers podcast my words i'm getting slurred today i don't know what it is because it's boiling hot in my room right now sorry about that (laughs) don't worry about don't worry about jeff we've had a fun conversation but now i want to really get into the this is kind of like the headliner how you title your column for people to click on it what are your thoughts on the whole conversation right now about whether or not the astros should have their title taken away from them Uh, i am so torn on this because i'll tell you my I believe that the punishments that Manfred handed down will be pretty effective at stopping this same thing from happening again, because I do think AJ Hinch knew about it and had the power to stop it and didn't do it. And he thought if he just looked the other way, it would go away. But now that every manager knows if my team cheats and gets caught, I will lose my job. You know, that now managers kind of have the, are forced to do something about it, which they have the power to do. So in that way, you know, what Manfred did, I think will work. But the problem is there's two sides to every, every discipline. There's the deterrent, the practical deterrent side, and then there's the actual punitive measures. And I don't believe that any of the people who actually cheated, other than Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran, have actually faced any consequences. And that doesn't sit well with me. And I understand why they couldn't suspend the players. And, and I, I get that. I don't love it, but I understand why they couldn't. But I do think there are plenty of other ways they could have punished the team that wouldn't have been player punishments, but would have impacted the players directly. And one of those is saying, guess what? You're not a World Series champion anymore. You cheated, so it doesn't count. And, and I get the I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. I understand the arguments about you can't undo what happened on the field. And that's absolutely true. But that doesn't mean you have to let them hang a banner saying that it happened when they, they cheated to do it. And so the slippery slope argument doesn't sit with me here. I don't believe that most slopes are as slippery as people like to make them seem. Usually the slippery slope argument is just an excuse to not do any, anything. Right. And uh, in, in this case, you could easily... The slope is only as slippery as you make it. And the problem is the reason so many slopes get slippery is because attorneys get involved and don't speak clearly and they speak at attorney speak. But if you say the Astros, their world title has been stripped because they illegally used electronics to steal signs in real time and relay them to the hitters. And so because they cheated in that way, their World Series title, and because we know that it happened in the postseason, their World Series title never happened. Well, then Mm -hmm. there's no slope to slip down unless somebody does the exact same. It leaves you flexible to do the same thing if somebody else cheats in a different way, but it doesn't force you to you that nobody can say, well, if you suspended, if you strip the Astros title because of this, then you have to strip the whoever's title because of this. 
No, I don't, because I told you exactly why I stripped the Astros title. And the situation you're talking about is not exactly the same. So there's no slope to slip down and it leaves the commissioner flexibility to to do the same thing or a different thing in a different situation. Right. And, you know, if they did vacate the title, see, I'm with you too. I'm kind of, I, I haven't made a form to full opinion on this whole thing about whether or not they should strip them of their title. Cause that's a really extreme thing to do. And also just from a image perspective, like the bottom line is the Astros, they won the world series. Like that is something we saw happen in that moment in time. Obviously we didn't know the, the whole scandal and the trash cans and whatnot at the time, but it's just weird. Say they gave it to the Dodgers, which I'm sure you would be, you would love because the Dodgers have had some, you know, not the best playoff success, I guess you could, to put it nicely in the past couple of years, but it's just the, the, the Astros won and you can't really change that. Yes, there's an asterisk that you can put next to it, but I think that's already been done anyway. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to be talking about this for years. This is going to be a meme for years. This is going to be whenever someone cheats on a, a spelling test, someone's going to be like, oh, did you? Did you use a trash can or something like that? Anything along those lines. It's going to be a joke for years to come. Similar to whenever any guy hit over like 40 home runs a few few years back, everyone would say that they're on steroids or something, right? So that's my point. I think that you don't even need to vacate the title. Do you want to award it to the Dodgers? That's another question entire all in and of itself. But it's, it's a tricky situation. One thing I do know, however, is that the Astros are probably now one of the great sports villains I think we have. It's, I'd say the Patriots, most people would agree, even Boston fans to an extent, that they were probably the holders of that crown. But, you know, they're on the downslope right now. Even no matter how you feel about him, you have to admit Tom Brady is one of the great quarterbacks ever and whatnot. So people are kind of looking at it from that perspective. The Astros, not only do they have this, but just to harken back to when they had that incident with the reporter, Stephanie Epstein, that whole incident after they beat the Yankees in the, in the ALCS, you had that reason to hate them. You have just player conduct in general and the fact that the players are not really fully apologizing for what happened with the exception of a couple. You know, I don't want to lump them all into one category, but that's what's going to happen. So I'm really interested to see how this pans out. I don't know exactly when the Dodgers, their first, I don't know if they play them this year. Do you know if they do? They don't. They don't. No. Oh, man. I wonder if the MLB secretly, like, if there's some people behind the scenes who would love first like two weeks of the season maybe an Astros Dodgers matchup I'm sure that would be absolutely ridiculous and regardless I imagine that the ratings for whoever plays the Astros at least for the first like month or so of the season are going to be through the roof like the Yankees for example I'm not really sure when they're playing them but still Jeff do you have any other like kind of final thoughts on this topic well I, I do want to clarify one thing I'm not even remotely interested in the 2017 World Series title being awarded to the Dodgers uh, Interesting. I think that would be trying to rewrite history. Um, uh-huh. And the fact is they, the, the Dodgers didn't win it. Even if, even if they should have, they didn't. And, and that's part of the problem. And that's part of the problem with what the Astros did. You know, I sat there in Dodger stadium and watched the Astros celebrate game seven. And so, you know, we, we can't change history to the point of saying the Dodgers won it because that's literally changing history. Uh, stripping the title isn't changing history. It's not saying the Astros didn't win this. It's saying the Astros cheated to win this so it doesn't count. And that's mm-hmm. a different thing. That's not a rewriting of history. That is a punishment. It's saying the Dodgers won it would be trying to rewrite history, and you can't do that. So I would guess – actually, I ran a poll on on this on my Twitter. 
and 11% of Dodger fans who responded, I got like 6,000 votes and 11% of them said that the title should be awarded to the Dodgers. The other 89% wow. are made it. That, that would be silly. There's no reason to keep letting the Astros fly that banner in their stadium and keep feeding the delusions of their fans who think they did it fair and square. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's a really good note to end on Jeff. Now that you say it like that way, it's it's just overall, it's a really unfortunate incident and it's affected real people and people around the league. So I don't want to treat it lightly, but as a fan, I have to admit it's made baseball a hot topic. And I have, I don't remember the last time that's been this hotly debated, honestly, on such a national kind of league wide sports wise scale. Yeah. People um, complained about the, bo- the boring off seasons the last two years. And we definitely didn't yeah. get that. Yeah, we definitely did not get that. So, Jeff, um, you have anything to plug? You obviously do, so go ahead and do that. Yeah, uh, I host along with Vince Imperio. We host Locked on Dodgers. You can find that on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Snydog, S-N-I-D-O-G. I imagine we'll talk a few times this year. Dodgers mm-hmm. and Padres are going to play a lot. And so uh, it's, a, it's a fun little almost rivalry. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The Dodgers are, I'd say, just a tad bit better than the Padres on paper right now just 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 a tad yeah. bit all right so Once on that more note, Padre fans start showing up to Dodgers Padres game in San Diego than Dodger fans I'll start to think maybe it's a rivalry <laughs> <laughs> the shots coming I appreciate it I, I, I like Shot I like Padre all the smack talk but yeah that does it everybody for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves still making that joke remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your pods from Stitcher Spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever you get them. And hit up Jeff on Twitter, myself, both Twitter accounts for the shows. Send us all your questions. I'm sure that we'd love to hear all of your thoughts on this whole Astros issue. That's it for today's episode. All my Friar Faithful homies, stay tuned for the next episode. Tomorrow's going to be a fun one. Yeah, take care.